This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to Talking Banter, the official dynamic banter after show. This week we're talking about episode 20, Duck for President. I'm Brett Register, and with me, as always, is Chris McCaleb. Hey, Brett, and hey, everybody. Great to be back. You didn't have a choice. That's tr- almost true. I felt weird going into it, because I, I, we slept all this way. That's true. To a shack in the woods. Can they, I don't know if, can, if, if the sounds are, are audible on the microphones. I don't know if it's picking up the ambience. Hopefully it doesn't sound, hopefully it's not too apparent that we're, that we're uh, kind of out in the woods. Oh, for sure it will be. The rain is attacking the roof of this shack like it wants to get in here. Well, hopefully the rain will kind of calm down and at some point. People should know that we, we record this podcast over Skype. And, and even though we're, we're both in this shack in the woods, we're still in separate rooms on, on computers over Skype because... It sounds better. It's just how we're comfortable. Yeah, I don't like to be in the same room with, well, with you, Brett, or... Often with anybody. As an editor, we like ISO tracks, you know? That's right. You, you <laughs> want to get it clean. As, you know, that's how, that's how we describe ourselves, right? As editors. Editors. And clean. Um, well, listen, we got, we got a lot to get through today. And, oh, boy, uh, howdy. We got plenty of time because the weather, is, it doesn't, no signs of slowing. I'm, I'm hopeful. What do you think? What What are your overall thoughts of this episode? Um, of of the you know of as you know, I've listened to every episode from the beginning, and right. um, of course, we've done this after show every week. I don't. Uh, I I don't know. I I, I don't want to say this is one of the weaker ones, but but I definitely laughed. I'll tell you what. I I retract everything I just said because I laughed a lot at this one. I especially was into the. the um, the foghorn leghorn impressions. I, I liked that a lot. I it's weird how we record this podcast, and I, I feel like we'll show a little behind the curtain. I tend to listen to the episode as it comes out, but we don't record this till about Tuesday at ten PM. Now when you say in about a shack in the Tuesday woods. at ten you mean Literally Tuesday, 10 p.m. start time. Tuesday, occasionally Wednesday. I want to get more uniform on on Tuesday. Yeah, well, we're so doing far that right so now. good. Yeah, Mission yeah, we're in it right now. We've succeeded. But by the time we get around to recording this, uh, Jesse Stillwell, thanks again for the notes because I got to be honest, my memory of this episode is just VR conversation. And since they recorded this episode, I have since played more VR. So there's a lot of VR to get into and it's hot on my brain. Well, get, let's get into it then. All get right, that, let's get, get into that it. 20 brain. seconds at 20 seconds. Steve starts the podcast off by proclaiming that he doesn't want Donald duck in the white house. Mike reassures Steve that Donald Duck isn't even running. And, and oh, go ahead. As a write-in candidate, I was just going to say he's he's pretty strong. I like that at first Mike was 
just going to deny Steve's the, – the sort of bit that Steve was carving out with Donald Duck. And then he sort of begrudgingly allowed it to happen. And I'm mm-hmm. glad. I'm glad that he. And then he. he it seems like eventually he kind of like got into it. Um, even though at first he was like, "What? This is stupid. Everybody knows it's Donald Trump, not Donald Duck." And uh, but I'm glad that he did because I think without it we wouldn't have. Uh, not that they they proposed this, but I will tell you that the next time we have the chance to vote, I will openly support the all cartoon duck Leghorn <laughs> ticket. Donald Duck for president, <laughs> Foghorn Leghorn for vice president, I think is uh, it's a solid choice. Leadership, uh, it's different. It's cartoons. It's, it's real cartoons in real life. I like it. I'm into it. Our current political landscape is such a minefield that for a moment, I really thought dynamic banter was going to take a big step down a political rabbit hole. It did kind of seem I was both like that. excited and nervous. Well, it sounds like the the rain is kind of subsiding. Hopefully, hopefully it'll still be pretty quiet. I I'm I got to be honest. I would have if you had asked me before we started recording this podcast and before I looked at Jesse's notes. At what point did VR come into the conversation? I would give it at least fifteen minutes. Well, what was it? Four minutes and twenty seconds. Whoa! In, Steve is excited about a recent acquisition, PlayStation VR. Mike immediately asked how much it cost. Yeah, Mike is a real stickler for for what things cost. He's a pragmatist. And Steve, on the other hand, is he's a guy who I think we all know this about Steve. He's a real private guy. He likes to keep things close to the vest. He doesn't necessarily share his life with the public. And are you basing that on his YouTube channel? Oh, are we talking about Steve? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about somebody else. Oh, yeah, no. Steve Zaragoza. shares. Oh, the, go- the, the Zar- Zargaz. Zargaz and uh, the, Cal- the Fal- Falcon and the Zargaz. Zargaz and Falcon. Zargaz and the Falcon. Um, but, but yeah, it, I, 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 love, I love that he just, this time at least he admitted, like, I'm not going to tell you how much it was, even though it's real easy to Google how much it costs. And then when he did it's estimate... It's $500. Yeah, but he said, I think he said it was like $600. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I think we all know that. Well, here's the deal. Let me, let me just, little inside info. Steve is working with the OG PlayStation camera and the OG move controllers and so they're then he new? just had to buy the headset they, they are but hold on the the camera and the move controllers that come with the launch bundle are those different than the older ones i'm i don't think that the move controllers are that much different but the camera is different i didn't know that the camera and i'm just gonna put i'm gonna put my cards on the table right now I don't totally know the specs. It just fucking looks different. <laughs> so I'm assuming it's different. But we've played with the PlayStation VR for a bit at DC testing Arkham VR. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like the new camera has a bigger or wider frame of motion than the old one does. But it also might be based on the space and where the camera is and blah, blah, blah. But let's fucking talk about VR. Okay. Have you got? Have you got a chance? You have, haven't you? I, I have. Didn't you Instagram? I, I well, yes. A friend took a picture of me at 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 
at her place, we were uh, a group of us were. It was it was kind of like a movie night, but then it just they had just it had just come out the day before, and they got the launch bundle. And I have spent I've literally every day since then. So that was a week and a half ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. I have priced different options for what it would cost for me to get VR. And I, I keep coming down to the fact that I just don't play video games and I don't need another time suck to distract me from doing all of the things that I would rather be doing. But man, all I wanted to do was just dive into the headset and stay there for the rest of my life. It was fucking incredible. It's part of my language, everybody, but it was amazing. When I put it on, I thought, I've lived long enough to see the future. Ooh, I like like the way you put that. Um, and I have also priced it out every day. It's weird that the <laughs> that the fucking thing is more expensive than the police the PlayStation Four. Well, see, but here's the thing. So, do you have a PlayStation Four? Yes, I do not. So, for me. And you can't get the launch bundle anymore because they are sold out everywhere. But you can Best Buy. What is, what is the launch? The launch bundle included a PlayStation Four? No, the launch bundle, oh, okay. which was five hundred bucks, came with the four hundred dollar headset, the one hundred dollar Move controllers, the fifty or sixty dollar camera, and then that forty dollar game. So if you just for five hundo for five hundo, you got like six hundo worth of stuff. But Best Buy will give you a discount if you if you bundle them yourself. It's still not it's still more than five hundred. But if I bought all that stuff and a PlayStation Four, it'd be before tax, it would be eight hundred and fifty dollars. And that is a totally unnecessary purchase. I'm not doing it, not gonna buy it, completely unnecessary, uh, not happening. I want to keep every week an update on this until you until you do it until well, you get it. Well, because eventually because it's going to happen. Well, but eventually, but I want to know the price you pay. I see, but I don't think it's going to be. I think ultimately, like in a couple months, it'll be like okay. You, you'll be like, so how's the the VR hunt going? I'll be like, well, I bought a three thousand dollar gaming PC and an Oculus Rift and the Oculus Touch controllers. I'm into this thing for about six grand. Um, I sold my girlfriend. I sold my car. Uh, I don't need any of that stuff anymore because I've got VR. I can just live inside. Here's the thing. When there is a Grand Theft Auto, this is why I can't have VR. When there's a Grand Theft Auto VR game, and so I can't. It's over. I'll, 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 I'll quit my, I have to quit my job. That's I the one? Yeah. I, there's I, a racing game for it. What did you play? The only game I played personally... Um, was the I think it's called London Heist or London it's on the it's oh, it, shit. Eternal Worlds disc or whatever Steve talked about it in this yeah. podcast and he talked about the movie thing with the boat and the girl he bought, so let's that. talk about that for a second did you play that no Lauren played that well we watched her play it I he bought the full movie and I got to play through the whole thing oh wow it's it's an insane experience watching a movie that way because they didn't really, if you don't know what it's about, it's like a floating city and the city is built around where you stand. So you're like this giant in the midst of this floating city observing this story happen around this little town. That's pretty cool. It's, 
it's insane. I kept bending down and la- like laying on the floor so I could see the bottom layer of the. There was all this stuff. There was like a little festival going on in the bottom, mm-hmm. and I was really intrigued by that. Um, but uh, I played the racing game, and I'm in. I oh, could play man. that forever. See, I I've never I've never been all that good at those racing games. I I don't know maybe because I just don't play that many video games. But for me, like uh, at Big Fantastic, I don't even know if you remember we, we. I don't know if we had that PlayStation. What was it? Three back then. Uh, what are you even talking about? At four p.m. daily, Doug Cheney would come in and be like, "What? Well, what are you?" Uh... <laughs> What are you doing? Exactly. Like, I'm literally editing your show. And he's yeah. like, yeah, do you want to not do that? Drink whiskey and play Call of Duty in the other room? And the answer invariably is yes. And I think that we all I'm have to say answer. no to my to my direct superior. No, no. He's your boss. And, and in, a, in a lot of ways, he's all of our boss. Um, that's how I learned to be a really fast editor because I knew I only had till 4 p.m. That's right. That's great. To get stuff done. That's that's terrific. Well, my, my <laughs> vice was not Call of Duty because I'm also not good at that game. My vice was just playing Grand Theft Auto 4, probably, and mm-hmm. not playing a story, just and not, not killing prostitutes, because that's disrespectful, but just driving around and just trying to crash into as many things as possible and get away from police and launch rocket launchers into buildings and cars and blowing shit up. That's it. I mean, and if you could do that and you were walking around and it felt like you were there... It's, forget it. I uh, I played Grand Theft Auto a similar way, but I didn't try to destroy things. I especially five. I just tried to live a life in the game. So I would like go, go golf, to work, go to get clothing, mm-hmm. shopping, and cook. Just cook driving food. around the city. Yeah, just going to the airport. I would steal planes oh, and fly around. I like that. That was my go-to, but um. My vice, my place, the the only game that has gone into my PlayStation Four at this point is MLB The Show sixteen, and when when my wife and child are gone, like I had four days where they were in Jersey and I was going to New York, but I wasn't there yet. Um, I don't, I don't do anything malicious. I either put like a TV show on my iPad, yeah. Or a podcast, and I play MLB The Show until I basically can't see the fucking meter <laughs> anymore. So what I told Steve is, the day they put MLB The Show out on VR, I'm done. Like, it, it, the price doesn't matter at that point. Four hundred. That thing's coming home with me. No, for the game. And it's such a perfect sports game for VR baseball. You can use the move controller to pitch and to bat. What about running? That's the one thing I haven't that that I haven't experienced yet is walking around. And I I don't I think maybe there just wasn't any space at my friend's house. But yeah, so Steve's um, apartment is pretty tight, and you can't move around that much. Where we have it at DC, there's a bunch of room, mm-hmm. and the camera's in a place where it can see us. And when I was playing Arkham VR. You can walk around within, I mean, within reason, within like a big living room, essentially. But don't you, and, I've um, heard that the way that you get like over there is like you, you warp over there. Like you're like, I want to go over there and it will go, you warps you over there and there you are. And you have kind of limited range of actual motion 
I'm walking around. Yeah. I don't know so why I'm interestingly, doing that. I don't even know if I'm. Well, I guess whatever. Uh, if you if you're like, I want to go up to the next rung on this catwalk, you push the button and you're fucking there. That's how the game is now, and that's because the original incarnation of the game had a grappling hook, and you would grapple up there and it would pull you up and it would play the animation of you getting sucked up there. But people were legit falling face first over. Whoa. Because it fucks up your, um, you know, your whatever that word is. Your, cere- your cerebrum. I'll, I'll believe that. Let's, we're scientists. The we thing that keeps you standing up stuff. straight. Your it legs? messes with that. Your leg, and your And they back? had to get rid of the, the grappling hook action because people were fucking falling over and hurt, would hurt themselves. Is this now? Is this equivalent to the first films where it was like a train coming into the station and people jumped out of the way of the screen? Do you think that that's part of it? Except that it's fucking uh, with our brains. I mean, I think so. the The other thing is, I so I, when I first played it at Steve's um, house, I played it for very little amount of time. And we played the horror roller coaster game. And I was like, this is fucking great. But it didn't really, it didn't sell me on the idea of a roller coaster. And then the other night, uh, we got to play for much longer. And I was in the VR for a lot longer. And the v, the especially the roller coaster game, there was a point at which when the roller coaster would take like a hard turn right, I would, my whole body would go with it. That's awesome. And my brain was actually subconsciously causing my body to move based on what my eyes were telling my brain was happening. And so it became weirdly immersive over time. And Steve, I know, has been playing it a lot. And I think that's what he was talking about motion sickness-wise. I feel like after a while, you're, you're, you start to dissociate, even sitting down. That makes sense. Do you, so, have I, you have you um, since you've done PlayStation VR? Have you gone back to try the Google Cardboard? Well, that's the thing. Steve said that, but Google Cardboard isn't VR to me. Well, it's a three sixty. It doesn't have. It, it's not as immersive. No, it's not. You can't, it's not immersive. You can't but, move forward and look around something. And I think that's the difference, and that's what makes it. Well, yeah, because you're because it's relying solely on a tell. You know, your our our phones, which don't have the processing power of the PlayStation or of a gaming computer. But right, so I, I have I, one of those. Me too, and I, I have a big hefty headset headset that my phone goes in. Mm-hmm. It's not the Samsung one. It's like something from Japan. Uh, but I used it. Japan song? I may have already talked about this on the podcast, but I used it just to watch movies when Mason like needed us in the there was a point where Mason needed us in the room to go to sleep. Yeah. And I wanted to disturb him, so I would put my Bluetooth headphones in, put the headset on, and watch a movie in VR or whatever, VR ish. Immersovision. And it was like being at the movie theater. It was a huge screen. I loved it. Right. I haven't done it as much since he's okay going to sleep on his uh, solo. Well, I hadn't. I, I when I got the Google Cardboard, I got it. They were handing them out at Comic Con at the uh, right. Geek and Sundry slash Nerdist 
legendary area a couple years ago. Was that branded? Do you have mm-hmm. a geek and sundry nerd as legendary it branded says, Google it cardboard? Just says, it says legendary, but um, they were free. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it right when I got it, and I sort of played some games, and then I put it away and hadn't really looked at it for like a, you know a year and a half. And mm-hmm. after the VR, PlayStation VR, I was like, all right, I'm going to go back to it. And I tried some stuff out, and it it hurt my head. Like, it... I. I it made me dizzy. It made me, it made me, it hurt my eyes basically. And I, I don't like it. I'm out. I'm not going back to my cardboard. Well, what's crazy is what was that last year? Um, it was 2000. So what is, this is 2016. It was 2015. So in a year we've gone from Google cardboard to PlayStation VR. Yeah, that's pretty insane. Because even, so I was talking to Steve Sunday about it, and he was asking if I was going to buy it. And I'm basically torn right now because I feel like the headset is uh, a little low res. There are definitely issues. The PlayStation one? With it. Yeah. Imperfections, (laughs) if you will. Well, have you tried Oculus Rift or the Vive? Yes. Oh, wow. I see. I've done Oculus. Oh, wow. Um, Oculus, but not, not too. So I've played PlayStation VR time in the headset is much higher on PlayStation VR. Okay. Oculus, we got at DC Jim Lee did a, um, he molded a killer croc statue. Really dropping Uh, names tonight. Jesus. Right. You're, you're welcome. (laughs) Uh, Jim did a, uh, a killer croc statue that they then 3d printed and gave away at comic-con this year in oculus so we had an oculus i say we like dc has it we go there we go there to to test stuff out so i didn't get a bunch of time in the oculus i didn't play any games it was just in the like lobby area but it definitely felt like the resolution on the oculus was higher it is higher and i'm basing that on nothing other than my memory no it is cons- it's it's actually quite a bit higher the Oculus okay. and the Vive have the same resolution, and I mean it's a, it's a matter of like a couple hundred pixels in one direction. Um, mm-hmm. I here's what I here was my only complaint about besides that because I, I agree it could I even having never seen Oculus or Vive I felt like this could be a higher resolution, but my uh, it fogged up. I got fogged. Which one in PlayStation? That's the only one I've used. Okay. Um, I, I, the, you know, the image got fogged up from, you know, sweat. Like I was, you know, getting busy in a, a car and it was fogging up the windows. Well, you shouldn't have been jacking in so hard. Well, that's a real lewd thing to say. I wasn't jacking no, in. No, that's I was among kid, my friends. That's the kids call it jacking in when you go into VR. Really? Or at least by the kids, I mean, Steve. And by by Steve, you mean the movie Strange Days, made right. which came out in like nineteen ninety five. Strange Days didn't immediately come up as a topic of conversation yeah. based on VR. You ever jacked in? You ever wire tripped? That's a great movie. We're we're almost to Strange Days. Yeah, to nineteen ninety five. We're almost there, but it'll be CGI. I can't imagine they'll ever do a live action movie. In VR. They, people have already been making them. 
No, people really? Are, yeah, what people is it are trying to screen? make them. I don't. I don't know. I. I'm personally. It's interesting because I, I. I know a lot of people who are who are trying to figure that out. Who are trying to do that and trying to you know sort of people that you know want to make movies and then they've discovered the internet and they wanted to get on the internet and now that VR is here they're like how do we tell stories in VR and I. I personally don't see how it is a platform for traditional filmmaking. I don't think that it is. I think that it is it's it's an opportunity to create immersive stories like sort of like like live interactive theater but to the next level yes. in you know That's how mixed I felt with when a I was video watching game. That short film. When I was watching that short film it felt like I was watching a live stage play. But the other piece of it was I started moving around to frame up shots subconsciously, and Steve started joking uh, that he's like, this is what a director looks like when he's in VR. <laughs> that sounds so I was like, right. what do you mean? He's like, you're like framing up shots. I was like, oh, yeah. But it made me think like that's an interesting way because that's what fucking Cameron's doing with Avatar. That's true. Because he's directing in VR. That's true. And it's a crazy, it's a really cool way of telling a story or, or, or like composing a shot. It's really interesting. I agree. We've really gotten into this podcast, by the way. We're really, really breaking down uh, Donald Duck for president. Listen, this 90% of this was about VR, right? Uh, only, 90% of this only, podcast? Only in your memory, I think, because that, that seems to be all you remember. I, I remember a lot of, uh, I said, I said, I said, I said, and just, and, and it dawning That's on That's one note. At 10 minutes and 20 seconds, the note is just, I said, 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 I said. I love, I love, I love that, like, as, as, as Steve is saying it and making and making the joke about it, I love that he's realizing what an absolutely stupid uh, character trait it is that that he says, <laughs> "I said, I said, I said that." Like his whole like speech impediment is to reiterate and make sure that you heard the thing that he said. It's real dumb. But everything that's funny about Looney Tunes. And and Tom and Jerry is there's like a beautiful simplicity to the comedy. Tom and Jerry, we're talking about Foghorn Leghorn, man. Yeah, but that's our all next the, vice president of the United States. The WB, because I showed when Mason Michigan was a baby, Frog. we watched a ton of Tom and Jerry because I love Tom and Jerry, and uh. Jamie started to break down Tom and Jerry. <laughs> oh. And be like, is this really what the show is? It's just the mouse getting the better of the cat. And I was like, yeah. You still you married this woman, man. This is your wife. And then I was like, they made a movie, but they both talked and it was totally ruined everything. Did you ever see the Tom and Jerry movie? Of course not. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I saw it in the movie theater. See, there's only I, I look at life as there's only so much time, and seeing, well, you say that now because we're like old. Speak for yourself. But in 1992, I had all the time in the fucking world, man. That's true. Like there was nothing I couldn't do in 1992. 
Except drive, no, I'm like, drink, I could die tomorrow. Have sex, do drugs. Right. Without all that stuff, it's a totally pure existence. I suppose that's true. Before, <laughs> before all these vices we feel we need. Yeah, before life was can, exciting, life was so much better. Live. It's true. I mean, it is. I, I mean, our... All the, all all these the exciting things, shit. drinking and drugs and sex, yeah. they just distract us from living. Especially sex. Jesus. It's the worst. I mean, no, hold on. Let's rein it in here. Is it the worst? No. Is it a, probably the number one source of distraction? Probably. The day you get old enough that your main, cons- your main thought when having sex is... I hope I don't get this girl pregnant. It's over. The true, like, pure joy of sex is all gone. Now. So at, at 16, is that what you're saying? At 16, it's over? Life is... I life figured is that a, out around, like, 23. Life is just a, I think you were married to that girl at 23, Brett. No. No, it's a joke. Guys, we're, we're kidding around. Get married? Guys, we're having fun. Um, Brett, let's get it. Let's 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 get more into this podcast here. We've I think we talked about VR for longer than their entire podcast was. Well, sure, but I mean, like we're we're deep in the podcast. So at at twelve minutes, <laughs> Steve Steve loses his shit when he wonders aloud about the origin of Foghorn Leghorn's Absolutely. ridiculous speech impediment. Mike thinks it stems from Foghorn Leghorn's time as a stand-up comedian. <laughs> That's right. That's like his his thing, his shtick. Uh, also, I would love. There's no. I feel like there's never. There's never been like a book or a documentary about the making of Looney Tunes. But I would love to know what that was like. The, the coke fueled. Oh man, chaos. So much drugs. It, the or benzadrine. Because that's a drug that you could actually get back in the day when they created Looney Tunes, but like uh, I, I, I don't feel like they got into this. Maybe they did, and I'm just not remembering. But his name is Foghorn Leghorn. So, first of all, what? Second of all, let's assume that this is a real person or a real rooster man, rooster person. Um. So wait, wait, Hold we're, we're foghorn. We're leghorn. assuming the pod. So, I just want to. I just want to clarify. The podcast is now assuming that foghorn leghorn is a real rooster person who in a talks. world in a world where cartoons are real, as as established okay. in Dynamic Banter. It's a big book. I wanted to make sure we were all on the same page. Mister and Mrs. Leghorn named their son Foghorn. So his name is Foghorn Leghorn. That's like if you're a family name. Register, register. That's terrible. A family, yeah, my grandfather was Foghorn. Yeah, my he's, grandfather he's, was he's, Foghorn. He's actually Foghorn the third. Yeah. Moving right along, at 16 minutes and 12 seconds, Owen, the podcast ghost, mm. says that Zoya is coming on the last podcast. This was entirely unprompted. He just decided to interject and then disappear again typical owen i mean ever since we learned the truth about owen it's not that i don't trust his input into the podcast but it's i i guess i'm just really skeptical of everything he has to say because it's like oh yeah oh then what else is true or not true and also 
as as one of the hosts of the Lost podcast, uh, this is the first I've heard of Zoya coming on. So, well, so that sounds like uh, maybe something you guys need to talk about. <laughs> maybe moving right along at twenty two and fifty five. That's all. That's how I'm gonna talk. <laughs> So I'm going to give you the time code Moving now. Right along. At 22 and 55. 22 and 50. Steve comes up with the and genius. 55. Go ahead. Yeah, what time is it? Uh, it's 22.55. Let me get a look at you. Steve comes up with the genius Make Donald Duck Again t-shirt for Disneyland. That was really good. Now, Steve doesn't listen to this podcast, but if he had, do you think you'd be embarrassed by that joke because we already did Make America Sleep Again? Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. And uh, look, I, and again, I don't want to question. I mean, Steve's obviously a very funny guy. Um, but so was Vincent Van Gogh. And he cut his own ear off and then he killed himself eventually because he was super sad. Uh, and he only sold one of his paintings in his lifetime. All the rest of them sold afterwards. Coincidence? Which one did he sell when he was alive? Oh, it was uh, it was the one that's in every hotel. It's just uh, some flowers and boats and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's a Van Gogh original. Yeah, the Marriott Corporation um, bought it back then. They were the original hotel chain. They were the hotel that the Jesus or that uh, Mary and Joseph tried to stay in. They were like, "Sorry, the Marriott's full. You could try the Four Seasons." And that Four Seasons Jerusalem also closed. And uh, they were like, I guess fucking the stables then. I guess let's, this baby is coming. We got to get out. Is this out the story from, of Jesus Christ? You bet it is. But back to Steve. Steve is Jesus Jesus Christ? No, I don't think so. That didn't really pan out the way that one might have hoped. The Well, at 27 and 00, Steve watched a VR short movie that made his eyes well up with tears because of how breathtaking it was. It featured a boat with people fixing shit right before his eyes. I read this note because when I was watching the short, it starts with the little girl walking up stairs and she does this whole thing. And then all of a sudden it transfers and you're just in the clouds and a boat comes floating past you. Right. And as the boat came floating past me, and again, I'm in VR headspace, I hear Steve just go, you see that boat? (laughs) Stick your fucking face in that boat. (laughs) So I did, and when you shove your face in, you can see the inner workings of the boat. If you didn't know to do that, the boat would just fly on past you, I guess. That's fantastic. I like the discussion of like trying to where where um, the Falcon was was asking Steve if if he could if he was if they fixed the boat. Like he was super invested in like, did they fix that boat? Like, how do they get the story going? Um. Also, we really, I mean, we've just like quadrupled down on the VR talk on this podcast. Um, well, it doesn't, it's not even over yet. At 45 and 50, OMG. Mike claims that the best thing to do when encountered by someone playing a VR game on a plane is to grab their arm and shake violently. No. And, and, and <clears throat> I think that Steve actually brings up an excellent point later in the podcast, or maybe right around here. At like, like 49 minutes and 10 seconds? 
when he Steve says that's a rule that yeah. if someone is using the VR helmet, you cannot fuck with them. That's a very good rule. I think that I think that that's an excellent rule that should be adopted in colleges. I think that's a that's an uh, you know in dorms everywhere. Like shit, you guys, come on, knock it off, everybody, stop fucking with me. When I was in, so we did. So Steve doesn't like the scary VR games, but I do. I feel like it's the only time I can truly feel anything. <laughs> wow. Dead inside or dead outside? <laughs> where, which, where, what can't you feel? Um, I mean, like, so I guess at this point, horror movies uh, don't have the effect that they had when I was younger. Sure. Well, because you, you know fucking... how the, the scares are made. You know how they do it. Yeah, and I feel like nobody's really trying to find what scares me and putting it on film i feel like it's a lot of you know they're doing another friday the 13th movie Cut, stop and that movie used to scare me a lot and i just don't know if there's anything left there there isn't but it, but hold on a second go ahead i'm holding okay i'm gonna go ahead uh Brett, i played continue. the kitchen which is the prequel to resident evil 7 or whatever and you just sit in a chair and your hands are tied and scary shit happens around you. And I don't having want to do a that. scary thing happen right in front of your fucking face, like inches from your face, elicited a reaction from me that I haven't had from anything other than like a true like real life situation since I was a kid. And after I went through that whole experience, which was awesome, I was told Steve, I was like, I'm really impressed that you guys didn't try to fuck with me while I was in the headset. <laughs> because I was, there was a part of me that was just scared I was going to get messed with. <laughs> and that's when Steve dropped the rule mm-hmm. that you can't mess with anyone. It's now, a very back good to rule. the plane. Who's playing fucking VR on planes? <laughs> that would be the last place I'd want to play VR. The Falcon doesn't know what he's talking about. He here, Here's the thing about, about Mike Falzone. He, he's separated from reality. And I feel like he's starting to separate from the podcast. He's already not been there <laughs> a couple of weeks ago uh, when they talked about cats for the rest of our lives. Um, or wait, was that when they talked about cats? No, it was before. It doesn't matter. Listen. Listen, let's get into Listen. it. Listen. Are you starting are you are you starting a one-sided war with Mike Falcone right now? It is really one-sided, isn't it? Yeah, he doesn't listen to this. But Shit. carry on. Well, I guess we'll never know. Listen then. to this. Big news. Okay. At 56 and 45, Madeline and Paige bust out an old-fashioned history road written in text between the two throughout the school day. Um, that means we're past all the VR talk. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, that was, um, I, here's, here's the thing. I felt transported into that high school and or junior high school and or community college environment where Paige and Madeline, is that their names? Uh, let Madison? me scroll back up here Maddie. to confirm. Madeline and Paige. Okay. Actually. Yeah. I was transported and I was in that school environment with them, coming up with those terrible, terrible rhymes. Um but you know what? I have to say, 
I applaud them for having the temerity to write them all down and then send them to the people that they were writing them about. It's pretty ballsy. Most people Listen, would be embarrassed by it a here's little bit. Here's the deal. Let's get to the real issue at hand. Um, Finally. I talked to Steve, and he feels that uh, only playing the history roads where someone has recorded an audio version of it, uh, he doesn't want to dismiss the people who just write in history roads and don't record it. Right. But I feel like the audio recorded ones are far superior. Well, because I think that there's maybe a few reasons for that. One, it's tr- empirically true. Two, you'd have kind of a pen, you know, in a, a fetish, if you will, for like old school radio theater. Like I, jer- I jerk off to old school radio theater. You said it. I didn't say that. You said it out loud just now. You said that as a declarative statement. No, I mean, I do. I'm just saying in the context of this. Oh, you're confirming that that's what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, if it's like a suspense radio hour from 1927, my dick's coming out of my pants. The shadow knows. That was terrible. The shadow. <clears throat> See if I can get my voice low. Hold on a second. Let's try this. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's keep working on this. The shadow knows. In a world where Brett Register is only one man. Yeah, I got nothing. Um, suspense. The radio show Suspense started in 1942. I just want to get our our facts straight. Yeah, that's good. That's important. So not 1927. We're, we're if I was listening to it in 1927, real. I'd be listening to the future. And you'd probably be dead, but we... And I would be dead. Yeah, like Owen. Or not born yet. Yeah. Um, you know, you brought up something earlier, and I, I wanted to get into something, and I can't remember what it was. What were the last couple topics? It's the audio history road. It was before that. No, it was before to that. the texted history roads. It was before well, that. Well, then it's gone. Damn it. Here's the deal. When you inevitably re-listen to this podcast, take a note, and we'll get to it. Fair At enough. one and six and fifty-five, Mike suggests that he and Steve rename the podcast. The podcast. The podcast. Let's rename the podcast to Dynamic Bradkey. Oh, not yeah. realizing because that di- by rule of the butterfly effect, talking banter would then be forced to become talking Bradkey. Now, not to mention the implications for talking talking Bradkey. Oh fuck. Um, I know. Well, I don't it's listen like they to didn't that even one, think about it. They didn't consider it. The uh, yeah, I that was what was his name? Jim Bradkey. <laughs> Wasn't that the guy? Yes. The guy isn't it? Jim. I don't. I'm, I want to give the guy Reed's credit. Steve reads a bonus history road from college football coach Jim Bradkey. Okay, but he was not really a college football coach. But I like that they just locked into that. Um, <laughs> but let's be honest, Bradkey had a terrible, stupid question. Sorry, Jim. And or Pat or whatever. What's your name? Whatever. Did James, Fred? We don't know. Willie. Oh, I, all of all of them. Look, one. You've seen one Brad Key. You've seen them all. Let's get into emails. Okay. We got an email here from Cameron Emons. Hope I said that right. 
On the latest episode of Talking Banter, you guys said you wanted emails that related more to the show, and this one sort of does. That was Owen's ghost, and he was so cranky because he had been dead for three years. But, Cameron, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. He has some questions for you guys about the podcast. He has a question for Owen. I'm just going to let you answer the Owen question. I, I Owen, appreciate that. How come you don't like to talk on Dynamic Banter anytime that Steve and Mike talks to you? Well, actually, that's because he's dead and he's a ghost. I also feel like and that's corporeal been, form. That's been my question all along, and I asked that of Owen on this very podcast and received nary a a a uh, an acceptable response. I rest my case. <laughs> Next up, Brett, do you like in quotes most tweets sent to you and talking banter at talking banter to be nice? Or because you genuinely like all those tweets. Either way, thank you. Um, I like... Who asked that? This is still Cameron. Oh, okay. I like all tweets sent to me or talking banter about this show because I think it's fucking awesome <laughs> that people are listening to this show and that we're still doing this show. And anybody who's listening and going the next step to communicate... And fucking send me tweets. You rule. Keep fucking doing it. And yes, I like all of them. And you guys, uh, uh, I think I said this last time. I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter, though. I will like things that are. If somebody's not a dick to me, uh, and and I am interested in whatever they're saying, I usually like it. But I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter. I do, however, spend probably an irresponsible amount of time on Instagram. And uh, I'm at Chris McCaleb, and you can reach out to me there. I'm pretty sure that I have some new followers since our last podcast because there was kind of a weird influx. And um, do you, the other thing is, you you keep a really a plus Instagram feed going. Well, thank you. You really did. Your Throwback Thursdays are exquisite. Oh, thank you. I I, I lived a I mean, terrible, got, terrible like, life so that I could entertain the, everybody. You got, this is the part of the podcast where we just suck each other's dicks. But you got all the Emmy stuff from other rooms, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, BTS shit. It's great. Or editing room BTS or podcast BTS. It's great. So you deserve it. Next question, Owen. When you are in the room for a dynamic banter, are you spacing out or waiting for History Road? Or do you try and pay attention to what they're saying so you can be ready on this podcast? So back when Ghost Owen was doing uh, this podcast or or wasn't, or my memory... (laughs) Cameron, you got to send another email with questions for Chris. I think that's where we're going. To be fair, I'm still working through some backlog of emails. Cambo. So this was on October 6th. No, I get but it. But the answer to that question is Owen's ghost, it, it, he, would, he would try to pay attention when dynamic banter was happening. But if, Ted, if he was getting to a high score on Tetris, all that shit went out the window and he'd have to re-listen to the podcast. Next question. Brett, the night of the live first time show episode. Afterwards, I was in the Twitch chat under the name Master of Hope. And after I had said some things about Star Trek, you asked if I had seen Insurrection. Well, I've only seen the motion picture, Wrath of Khan, and the three reboot films. And I'm wondering, why is that one specific one, the specific one you mentioned? Um, I don't know where you came in the conversation, but that is my 
It's my favorite Star Trek movie. Which one? But it's so highly controversial. Which is your favorite Star Trek? I don't say it a lot, but me and Owen have argued about it. Which is your favorite Star Trek? Insurrection. Dude. I just, like, okay, so... When I say favorite, if you laid out all the pot, all the Star Trek movies in front of me and were like, pick one to watch, it's going to be Insurrection or Undiscovered Country. I like Undiscovered Country. That's Nine or one. six. I don't know why, but I re- I've seen both of those so many times and I love them. Insurrection is like a really good... It's why I like Star Trek Beyond so much is because it's like a really, really good high-budget episode of the television show and that's really all i want from the movies did you see beyond i did not do we ever talk about this on the podcast i think i'm we still did. waiting for my fucking blu-ray oh, yeah we talked about this we talked to, I, I know i've had this conversation <laughs> with you so it was either on a podcast i can't remember if it was on the podcast probably or not, but was man I'm, I'm still angry it's been out on vod for uh, at least a week Anyway, what Cameron a has a PS. He says, if you read this on the podcast, thanks. You're very welcome, Cameron. And PPS, he says, I tried to stay in the Twitch chat that night that all three of the Kelvin Star Trek movies, the current timeline of movies, have a similar villain to Khan and that all three feature villain villains whose goal is revenge. And so it's clear that all three have taken inspiration from Wrath of Khan. Well, it's hard because what made Wrath of Khan so great was he was arguably the most iconic villain from the show. What is happening? What what it, it it's just darkness on your side of the screen. Is it? And oh then man, there was I like wish, music. I wish or this was a video podcast so that that, yeah. that could have landed that that out from out of the darkness come I. It's this shack in the woods, man. It is. It's it's and and I think it's the dulcet tones. I mean, I feel like may, maybe you can kind of still hear the like kind of the kind of sounds. It's very soothing, actually. The sort of sounds of the woods that are just kind now that the rain has stopped. It, I feel like you can kind of still. Hopefully, you can hear it a little bit, maybe just through the walls. Um, but it's, the, it is very the nice. Out overall ambiance of the wood woods is as it's like asking me to go to sleep. Well, let's do that. Let's wrap it up, man. Where 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 are we All at, right. Jesse? Jesse, give us a, give us an update. That's it. Let's, we covered the show. Let's fill the we well. We took an let's email with multiple well. questions. Okay, Cameron, we're gonna we're gonna stay tuned for the next email with questions from Chris. I don't need questions. And guys, uh, if you want to send us an email, uh, that's talkingbanter at gmail dot com with no G, except from the yeah, probably the, the Gmail, Gmail part, has a yeah. G. Is this clear? I always feel like I need to talk in no G. The way that you said Banter, that no G. made it Gmail, very G. confusing. That was a super confusing way to say that. Talking banner. Well, think about it this no, way. Gmail, if you want to hit us up no on G. Twitter, talking banter at talking banter no G. Talkingbanter.com no G. You can submit a question or fanfic to us there. But no G. We have fanfic on tap. But we got a little something special planned for it, so stay tuned. Oh, I'm all ears. I'm with bated breath. I know, breath. right? We need to talk about it off offline because oh, um fuck. We'll talk about it off. Oh, yes. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. You're welcome. And thanks oh. for tweeting at us. 
We like them all. Yep. Lights out. That was a HeadGum Podcast.